What's up, everybody? Nakaila Mariah here, aka Self Mastery Bitch, and this is my podcast. It's time to stand in your full power, optimize your energy, and let wealth rain down on you as you get clear on your energy, mind, body, and spirit. This show is for industry leaders and stars who are ready to activate their fullest potential and live the life they were always meant to with ease and grace. It's time to remember who the fuck you are and act accordingly. Let's get started. So this week, as we dive into um, ourselves, into this expansion healing process, whatever you want to call it, I feel called to talk about our relationship with the universe. Now, I use universe the same way that I would use God, source, my higher self, right? I believe that we're all this beautiful level of God consciousness and that we're here having this you this universal experience to get back to that that state of elevation but we are here in human form right now we do have these unhealed inner children we do have these different shadow aspects we do have just human life in general which is sometimes hard which is sometimes unfair which you know isn't always for this beautiful profound lesson and I think those of you who are in this group, I'm going to just assume that you're here because you love my style of, of teaching and moving through things. You feel my love and support and you know that, that life is happening for you and that you have the power within to move through that life and make the best of it. So this last few months, and if you follow me on the different social medias, you've seen me share very openly about moving through these different deeper layers of healing and letting go and surrendering. And I think more than anything, when we can view our relationship with the universe like we would any other healthy relationship, it can change everything. But I think that a lot of people in the healing spiritual community have developed almost this codependency with universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, where they expect to never be in pain or to never suffer, right? And so when things don't go right, when things get hard, there's this anger and vengeance and, and like, why, God, why? And sometimes life is just hard. Sometimes there is just hard things we have to move through. And it's even in those moments, having the faith, having the know, knowledge, having the knowing that we are still held, that it's okay to be in our grief in our anger and our sadness. We are still held. We are still worthy. It doesn't mean that we're being punished. It doesn't mean that, that we did every, anything wrong. It doesn't mean that we're out of alignment. And I'm, I'm getting like the, that word in the coaching industry is getting so skewed, right? Alignment means following and honoring your heart and your integrity. It doesn't mean life is going to be sunshine and roses all the time. Yes, when you're in alignment, absolutely. You can manifest more quickly. You can create more quickly, but it doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen. We're here in human form. It, there, there's things out of our control. But what it does mean is when we're in alignment and in our integrity, the way that we respond to those things is with faith and knowing and a groundedness. We have safe containers like this one where we can process our feelings and feel them all and express them all in their fullness, even if it's not 
pretty and fucking love-centered. We can just be really honest about what we're feeling. And then as we felt our feelings and moved through our healings, we can come back to this state of love and knowing and, and kindness and inner peace, right? It's that true knowledge that as we move through life, there will be better days. As we honor our integrity, we will have that deep inner peace. We will be able to sleep at night knowing that we honored ourselves, that we're in integrity with ourselves. And it's about having the compassion for yourself as you move through these things, however you move through these, um, that really heal that relationship with your inner child and shadow, right? And, and I want you to remember, because I know that we have people from all walks of life that are here listening or in this group, that wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, it's about how you come back to yourself, just like you would in a relationship. And I, I want to talk about like relationship with our kids for a minute. If you have kids or if you know little children, right? I, I used to be, before I did a lot of inner healing, a yeller. And, and I hated yelling at my kids. I hated snapping at my kids. And when I did, the one thing that I can say that I'm grateful for is that I always apologize, talk them through it, help them understand that it wasn't okay and that I'm sorry it happened and, and this is why it happened and that I was working on it. Now that I've come to a place where I can find my center, I don't have to yell and scream and be anxious with my kids. But now when they're in that space, they can apologize to their friends, to their siblings, to me, right? Because they've witnessed it from me. And it's the same thing that I do with my shadows and inner children. If my inner child comes up and gets angry, why is this happening? Why God, why? And I want to storm and I want to rage. I absolutely honor those feelings in my safe container in my support system. And I come back to my inner child and I say, I love you. I'm here. I'm sorry you're feeling this way. I'm sorry you felt the need to express that. I'm sorry that that shame came over you, right? And I find that clarity and compassion. And I think that a lot of times when we can't come back to that state of forgiveness, that state of love, that state of non-judgment, that we keep the cycle going, that we hold on to these grudges in this way of life. And then we keep perpetuating those energies and they keep expanding and, and more of those get created, right? And so today, I really want you to just examine your own relationship with God's source universe what it means to you, how it feels to you in your hardest times and in your most joyful times. Can you find the love? Can you find the gratitude? Can you find the peace, whether life is going amazing or not? I think that a lot of times, you know, we always talk about judgment in the form of, of negativity, badness, harshness. But judgment is even there in praise, love, and affection, right? You can see the unconditional aspects of it. When life is going good, praise the universe. When life is going bad, screw the universe, right? Both of those are judgments. And we do that to ourselves too, right? And it's that need for some sort of validation. If I do something good, I want to be thanked. If I do something bad, I feel the need to be punished. But when we can instead just let life be 
just be with life and take it as it comes one moment at a time, being in alignment with our own vibration, with our own core code of morality, with our own code of heart centeredness, right? And it's not what mine looks like for you. It's not what yours looks like for me, but it's what each of us individually decide is best, true and right for us. And we can live by that without judgment, good, bad, right or wrong, simply letting it be. I want to share with you, um, let me see if I can find it. Okay, it's right here. One, one author that I love, um, and it's so funny that this is coming up. Um, <laughs> my son and I were actually going to be Winnie the Pooh and Tigger for Halloween. Our costumes didn't get here in time, but Winnie the Pooh has been on my heart for, for so long. Um, and I'm a big fan of Alan Watts and all of those like Zaoist teachings. And um, I found this book that I, I read probably 12 years ago. And I want to read a quote to you from it because it's it's been the way that I've been living my life the last few years. And the way that the way that he sums this up is so um so simple. It's it's Benjamin Hoff and it's the Tao, the Tao of Pooh. And one of his quotes is, while Eeyore frets and Piglet hesitates and Rabbit calculates and Owl pontificates, Pooh just is. And if you think about Winnie the Pooh as a character in general, right? He always just is. He's never trying to figure anything out. And for me personally, growing up and watching this, I was always like, how is Pooh so simple? <laughs> like, how is he so simple? I always really resonated with rabbit and owl. I wanted to know the things and figure out the things. And I wanted to, to teach the things, right? And what ended up happening was it was never enough. It was never enough information. And whenever anything went right, I wanted to know why. And whenever anything went wrong, I wanted to know why. And it was, it was just maddening, constantly trying to figure out. I'd look at the way another person was doing life and seeing their highlight reels and trying to figure out why and how. And, and if, if they were doing it and, and I wasn't, there must be something wrong with me or vice versa. If I was doing it and they weren't, there, I must be better and they must be worse. And, and all of these trying to figure out and all of these judgments and all of these comparisons And I could never figure out the whys behind so many situations in my life. I could justify them, sure. But to really figure out the why and the rhyme and the reason, there was no answer. And the moment that I could surrender to that, I'm not going to have the answer. So I'm going to just let it be. It is what it is. That phrase used to drive me mad because what is it? <laughs> but when we can sit with that simplicity of it is what it is and it's how I respond and it's how I move through it, that's all that matters. Life changes radically. I had this course like six years ago called Stay in Your Hula Hoop. And what I taught was the whole premise of it was if you can grab a hula hoop and you can pull it down over your head, anything inside of that hula hoop to, to, the, to a large extent you have control over. Anything outside of that hula hoop, you don't. So do I have control over what foods I eat? Yes, that's in my hula hoop. Do I have control over how I, how I 
make my face look? Do I have control over the clothes that I wear? Do I have control over the things that come out of my mouth? Do I have control over the thoughts that I think? Do I have control over the way that I respond? Absolutely. Do I have control over that plant in the corner over there? And if it lives or dies, no. I can do my best, right? But, but in the end, I don't really have the control. Do I have control over the way that my child feels today? The way my spouse feels today? The way my um, grandparent feels today? No, I don't. Do I have control over the way the stranger on the street looks at me? The way the cashier talks to me? No, I don't. So I can take all this energy and I can try to go outside of myself and exert all of this energy in an attempt to control. Really, that's what it is, is trying to control another. Or I can control what's in here. I can be content with what's in here. And when I can focus on me and my relationship with the universe and just letting it be what it is in full faith and full knowing and full surrender, that I am safe and I am held. Life gets a whole lot easier. Now, the process of letting go requires you to look at your wounded inner child, requires you to look at your shadows, right? Because humans are triggering. Events in life are triggering. You might not be able to control the fact that you got a certain illness. That is very true. It was not your fault. I know as a cancer survival, it was not my fault I got cancer. It was not the universe trying to, to punish me. But it's the way that I responded to that that changed everything. And I tell this, I've told this story a few times, but I'll, I'll tell it again really quickly. When I was on my cancer journey, I would sit, I was sitting, I was getting my master's degree. I was, I was a single mom to two kids and like I was a high school history teacher. I had so much going on. I felt like I was doing so much right. I get hit with this diagnosis. I could have said, God source universe, why? I could have given up. I could have turned into a really mean, mean person. And what I did was I sat in that chemo treatment and I heard and I saw, and, and this is no judgment against that. I'm just saying what I observed. I heard and I saw a lot of, of other humans with, the, with a diagnosis just complain and turn in on themselves. Woe is me and, and I'm so sick and all these things. And God knows it is a terrible illness. And what I did was I said, how can I make this better? Only what I had control over. And what I did was I started a charity um, where every, every year we would have this huge gathering and raise money for cancer patients. And I, I invested my time and energy into making something great, making something beautiful out of it. I said, well, if this is going to happen and I have no control over it, I might as well make something beautiful out of it. I was in a clean room, so I was missing out on my, I missed out on my son's first steps. You know, my daughter was talking more at the time. She was three and, and I could have sat there and just been angry, but I wanted to come out of that a, a stronger, better person in my eyes. And I did. And in every event in our lives, we have that ability 
to choose how we respond, what our relationship with the universe is going to be like. Is it going to be filled with, with anger and bitterness? And there are times and place for anger and bitterness. There's no shame in feeling anger and bitterness, right? There's a time and a place for it, but it's also gets to the point where it can consume us and overtake our whole lives or we can transform it. We can bring it down through, through us. And we can say, I'm going to take all of this anger, bitterness, which is just energy. And I'm going to create something incredible with it. And it doesn't have to be for the world. It can be for just you. You can say, I'm going to take all of this anger. How dare my partner cheat on me or leave me or, or God forbid, pass away. Instead of saying, oh, this is so unfair. This is so angry. I'm going to put more anger and rage out into the world. I can say, oh, I'm going to feel my feelings. I'm going to harness those feelings. And I'm going to teach my inner child, my shadows, a way to use that for my good. Maybe you put all of that anger and rage into your body and you ground it through you and you write a book or you go to the gym and you get really fit or you start a group for other grieving, grieving spouses right? It's the way in which we respond to all these pieces of our life that allow us to move to the next level, whatever that may be, with more ease and grace, with more compassion and love for ourselves. And I think that a lot of times we can get wrapped up and consumed by the blame game or trying to figure out why or or all of the pieces and puzzles. But when we come back to it is what it is, and I'm going to move forward with my code of morality, with my code of integrity, with my code of heart centeredness, and I'm going to respond to life, right? Responsibility, the ability to respond to life with that code, with that knowing, with that love. And that's how we transform ourselves in the world one step at a time. Now, if you don't really know what your inner child and shadow self is, number one, I have a really great do-it-yourself course for inner child work that you can get started no matter where you're at on your healing journey. I also have the inner child oracle cards that help you tune in daily. But the biggest key here is noticing what triggers you and how you respond, right? So let's say you're in this careful state of awareness and something triggers you. Somebody calls you a name. Somebody treats you unfairly. Life happens unfairly. You experience something. It's noticing the first initial emotions and thoughts that come up for you, right? So is it, oh my God, God must take me. And for me, for me, my core wound as a child was feeling bad. Like I was bad, right? Shame is you yourself are bad. Whereas guilt is your behavior is bad. I felt deep shame as a child. So if anything ever went wrong in my life, in my childhood, I would immediately say, this is happening because I'm bad. This is happening because I deserve it. I knew that was an inner child wound because those were the first thoughts and emotions that came up. Maybe the first thought or emotion that comes up was, oh, I hate them. I wish they would die, right? And so you, you observe that, you look into that and you go into your inner child. What part of you, you go into your shadow, which is created by your unhealed inner child. What part of you wants to respond that way? And is that really an integrity with your soul? If it is, more power to you. If it's not, 
and you can tell yourself the truth, like, no, this is not what soul alignment and heart centered means to me. My inner child must be feeling hurt, fear, um, a need for protection. So we honor that part, right? We let them feel the anger, say the words, do the things. And that's what the processing groups um, in Dragon's Leia are. We come together and we stay and we rage and we do all the things while space is held for us. You can do this with any trauma-informed coach or mentor or healer or therapist. Um, you observe these things, you let your inner child feel them, and then you teach and reparent a new way. Right. And that would look like after your inner child maybe was raging and saying these things, you you say to yourself, wow, I honor how you feel. I can tell you're really hurting. And I'm so sorry this is happening. Your feelings are valid. And I wonder how we can create space for a new response. Can we set a boundary here to prevent more of these situations from happening? Can we learn how to express ourselves in a way that doesn't hurt or harm others. And we slowly reparent this part of ourselves. And so that it there comes a point when when that heart-centeredness and that that um, love frequency is our normal response. Sure, the rage and anger still come up, but instead of overtaking us, this um, timeline gets smaller and smaller and smaller on our journey, right? If it's the snapping at your kids, you can sit with yourself before you apologize, process your own emotions and say, what part of my inner child or shadow self can't tolerate this behavior, gets triggered by this behavior, right? Because we know our kids aren't trying to get us angry. They aren't trying to cause us hurt or harm. It's just sometimes the words they say or the actions they do, they, they don't play well with these beautiful inner children that we have because our inner children are wounded. They learned from generations previous, you know, how to deal with life and respond to life. And it's our job as adults now to take responsibility. We can no longer blame our parents or our religions or society for our responses in these situations and instead have to reparent our inner child ourselves. I understand that this hurt you. I see you, I feel you, and here's a healthier way. And we do this over and over and over again with all the things that occur in our life, with all of the things that we experience in life. It is not easy. It requires a lot of compassion and patience. And that's where the whole breathing and taking it one step at a time comes in. We don't have to solve all the world's problems. We don't have to solve all of our problems all at once. We take one step at a time, one breath at a time, one day at a time with that careful observation, that loving and validating our own feelings and then coming back to that state of oneness. We lean into the universe knowing we are always held, we are always supported, right? But also that that doesn't mean we are coddled and never, never in pain. It just means that grace, compassion, and love we have for ourselves gets stronger and stronger and stronger until we feel that universal oneness, that deep divine connection that is healing, that is enlightenment. So all of this to say, life is hard sometimes. And it's our relationship with the universe and those unhealed parts of ourselves, our inner children and our shadows that show us, right, where we can find that that alignment with our heart center, with our soul, that show us 
that deep knowing, that trust that we have in this greater thing around us. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, your questions about how this comes up, about what's stirred inside of you. If you are in Dragon's Lair, comment below. Let me know all of your questions, anything that came up for you. If you're not in Dragon's Lair and you want to learn more, um, there will be a link under every platform where this video or audio session appears. Dragon's Lair is our group. Um, for just $22 a month, you can join. We do monthly processing, monthly full moon rituals, weekly teachings like this one. Sometimes I do meditations and activations instead of like a teaching like this. And we do a monthly book club with a chat and question. It's really, really fun. Um, and it's a lot of work, but we're building a, a community of heart-centered humans who know about their divinity who can come together and uplift support and love each other so let me know if you want to join find that that link in the comments and as you move through this energy the best thing you can do is have compassion grace and love for yourself it's okay to have your anger it's okay to let your shadows come up it's how we observe them and reparent them and and gracefully start to respond to them layer by layer that matters. I'm sending you all the love. As always, breathe deep and plan on miracles. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support my podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. For more information, check out www.nikailamariah.com or follow me on any of the social medias at Mariah. Thank you for listening. And remember, life is what you make it. So make it fucking good.